Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, you can always and, move it. Yeah, but then there'll be like a hole in the wall. So what? There'll be a hole. I don't want a hole in my well, wall. Well, no one's happy about it, but, but it happens. Use. That's but literally the it. point. I want my rooms to be perfect like me. Oh. I see your hair right now. They don't see it, so I look we great. both know. I'm prepared, and I look flawless. Really, and my skin looks flawless, and I shaved, and uh, I am fresh and new. So, if we new were gonna skin. make this a video podcast, let's do it. You would have no problem. Let's go turn this recorded nonsense off. It's time for a video <laughs> video footage. The world I don't needs know. to see us. I don't know if you're there yet. I'm there. I don't I'm know. There. I think maybe later today. I think you're more of an evening looks kind of person. Everyone, vote below <laughs> if you would like to um, see. See me right now because I look stunning. Well, if you, I mean, if you would, you just take a picture of them and show what. All right, I'll do it. Let's see it. No, I'm not gonna. I do. I see. (laughs) So I was right. (laughs) Facts only, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast, a special post-Thanksgiving edition. Oh, my God. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. How was your Thanksgiving, Matt Steele? Uh, you know, my Thanksgiving was Thanksgiving. As a person who outwardly hates Thanksgiving. Fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay, I've just des- I've decided this is the official year where I'm officially the Grinch of Thanksgiving. I just like, can't believe you're going so about hard about it. it. Thanksgiving sucks. Like, it doesn't suck. It, it, it maybe sucks. gets too much, because I agree, Christmas is better, but like you really are hating on it a lot I really Really do not care about Thanksgiving at all. Like I'm like, sure, this is nice, but like I can, like I, I guess if you like see your family for Thanksgiving, that's cool. But like you can see your family on Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think the whole point for people is the um the food of it all. Like I do think the specific Thanksgiving foods that at least I get and that I feel like a lot of people get, they're exciting. I guess good thing. I guess that's cool. The annoying thing with Thanksgiving is it's kind of just like the whole thing of it I always feel like I'm at someone's house and even if they're like my closest friends there's something that still feels really formal to me about Mm. it and I'm like this feels weird and awkward like why are we small Thanksgivings are good like when it's like three people okay the year was just like Yumi, Jamie and like uh, Mushan who was really cool yes Um, like when it's just a small amount of people when it's always like a big group of people it always feels like oddly formal okay and I'm always just like why are we acting like this why are we just like wearing our nice sweaters and like having polite conversation when like normally we goof about like I don't know Like blowjobs And applesauce I mean like, wasn't Someone's parents there Oh so they I were this year probably yes. why <laughs> But they were fun Like we were having fun with, them. And it's just like every, Just the whole Thing It's everyone gets like One plate of of stuff and then everyone at the end of their one plate has to be like oh I'm so full oh my god and it's just like isn't this just like an average meal like I, I don't know you don't get a more food on Thanksgiving than you would in a normal meal not really oh. I, don't, I always eat to get wrecked I don't know about <laughs> anyone else like I, I don't know what the difference is and the thing with the turkey I don't understand the okay. turkey have you ever had a Thanksgiving first of all you always 
get only like one or two slices. I mean, I don't it's the think the main part of the meal. I do agree that the turkey it's a misnomer. I'm not looking forward to Thanksgiving or the Thanksgiving meal on Christmas, which I get because of the turkey. The turkey is good, sure. but like I honestly would prefer the ham. Yeah, if there's a ham option, and of course the sides. Like, give me the si- stuffing. It's all about the it's sides. About the side. I will admit, it is all about the sides. The stuffings. It could all, honestly just be stuffing. I don't seriously. Give a shit Everyone, and have you ever had a slice of Thanksgiving turkey that wasn't? At warmest room temperature. <laughs> I've had warm turkey. I have. I don't think I've, in my however many years of having Thanksgivings, I don't think I've ever had a hot slice of damn turkey. Because it always takes 25 hours wow. to carve the damn turkey. This I is... don't get it. And someone always makes a green bean casserole that's yeah. ginormous. And everyone always has, of course, the tiniest little spoonful. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, someone's like, does anyone want to take the rest of the two thirds of this giant green bean and casserole like, home? And no one no. says yes. So you just dump it. It's Thanksgiving to me is just a complete and utter wreck and everyone stress it's it's the fact that everyone stresses about it mm. and everyone goes on and on about it when I'm just like guys it really doesn't need to be this big. I thing. think it can be fun if you have the good sides if people are enjoying themselves. I don't have any strong feelings for or against. I get a couple of days off work. I'm not going to hate on that. Like this is fine. It's not Christmas. When people say it's better than Christmas they're crazy. No, they're crazy. But I do think you're going a little above <laughs> and beyond. It's just, <laughs> like this, this was the year where I I sat down and I was just like, what the hell are we doing? Wow. Like, yeah. So, wow. I, yes, it's not awful, but it is fine. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> so were your specific Thanksgivings fine or is this what you're so upset about? <laughs> my, my Thanksgiving was lovely, I guess. <laughs> I After was, all I was, of that. I was at my friend Greg's. Um, we were with my close, my friend Fernando had his parents in town because yeah. his birthday was two days prior. So like it was a nice time and we yeah. had a good time. But like I was just sitting there just being like, what the hell? What the <laughs> hell are we doing as a society? Okay. And I don't, when people are like, oh, Thanksgiving is better than Christmas. It's just like. No, that's, that's, we no, don't listen to those it, Maybe you specifically, like, I don't know, you don't get along with your family, so you don't go home for Christmas. So like you personally, you have a personal reason why you don't like Christmas as much, mm. but like. That's not a right reason. <laughs> like, like that's a, that's not like a, an overarching reason as to why Thanksgiving is better for everyone than right. Christmas. Well, I uh, went to my boyfriend's uh, lives out here in the LA area, and so I went to his family's Thanksgiving, and that was very fun and very nice and a little bit more formal because again, there were adults there, so we couldn't <laughs> make your blowjob jokes. But then on Saturday, my friend Sarah had like a friendsgiving at her place, and mm-hmm. it was like just as amazing food, but it was definitely more of a raucous time. Not that I stayed there terribly late, but I feel like I had. Um, the both the formal and the fun Thanksgiving this year uh-huh. and truly I was very full I feel like you would get mad at me at the table <laughs> because I was truly after every one of those plates of food it's just like I will never eat again like this is it <laughs> I see I'm just like yeah I'm full but like I'm regular meal full I'm I don't never, know I know I'm like I'm like remember when we went to the Olive Garden with the the people we used to live with. Yeah. And I almost died. Yeah, yeah, because you had never like been to Olive Garden. Yes, and those, the breadsticks fill you up in a way that's terrifying and feels like, oh, wow, that might have been my last meal, you know? And so I feel like I'm not never fully there on Thanksgiving, but I'm on the way, you know? So there's a different level of fall during my like, oh, I can have my yogurt and my eggs for breakfast versus like, let's have stuffing and ham and my corn thing is, things. It's just like, it's always after like one plateful, people are just like, I mean, you can, feel fill, like you can fill comment. up a plate, all right? Like, I a guess. plate doesn't mean, like, oh, I'm having, like, a normal amount of food. I don't know. Remember that? I, I feel like I'm good with, like, filling up a plate and, like, not doing too much and always mm. going back for a second. Remember that time I went to that buffet? Oh, you weren't there. No. Uh, we went to Vegas, and Matt Palmer left. To, he left early for something. And uh, I went to an all-you-can-eat buffet in Vegas, and so I smartly just would go up 
and put tiny things on my plate and not overly fill my plate. Mm. And I went up like 12 times, like an average human being. Oh. And everyone else went up like maybe twice. And they were like, Matt Steele. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry if I know how to pace myself I at a mean, buffet. I mean, 12 plates of however much amount doesn't sound like pacing oneself. It's so, it's so funny because I had like 12 plates of like all this different style food. And then my final plate was just this giant kale salad. <laughs> like, like just a giant plate of heaping kale salad. That's and I was insane. like, well, God. To finish it off with something light. I mean, I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, as even though it was a holiday week, I feel like there's a lot of dumb news to discuss. I love dumb news, like Let's a lot go. of news for idiots. And I feel like we're gonna start off with a, a story that Montana sent to us. We had discussed it. We obviously had to discuss it on the podcast because it's so ridiculous. As much as I don't want to be talking about Michael Jackson, but. When it's two canceled people coming together, (laughs) doing something completely preposterous, you've got to talk about it. Johnny Depp is producing a Michael Jackson musical as told by Michael Jackson's glove. This is one of those like Julia Roberts as Harriet Tubman stories where I'm like, is this correct? Is I mean, this the onion is this true? I think it's real. Um, actors will star with life-size puppets of the Jackson Five, Donny Osmond, Emmanuel Lewis, Corey Feldman, and Bubbles the Chimp. Wait, wait, wait! I didn't even read this article. Yes. I just saw the headline and assumed uh-huh. it was fake. I have not done the research. That read that sentence again. <laughs> actors will star with life-size puppets of the Jackson Five, Donny Osmond. Emmanuel Lewis, Corey Feldman, and Bubbles the Chimp. Julian Nitzberg wrote For the Love of a Glove, an unauthorized musical fable about the life of Michael Jackson as told by his glove. Girl, what is going on with musicals? I really think you need to sit your people down and explain to me what's happening. Yeah. Uh, which is described as a fresh, revisionist look at the strange forces that shaped Jackson and the scandals that bedeviled him. The satire will play in Los Angeles in January 2020. It's here. It's starting here. Ugh. Hi. Are you seeing it? Absolutely <laughs> not. If you're going to make me see fucking cats, I'm not watching this. Okay. But like, that's how is this being made and why is Johnny Depp involved? It's like just someone else who's Wait, done horrible things. So Johnny Depp is a producer. He's not in it? No, I don't think he's in it. He's producing it. Okay. 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 Um, how did he get his hands on this and why? I don't know that. I know that this is from The Guardian. Um, also, I, w- if, I would not call this a musical. I <laughs> like, mean, I, like, they I say it's a musical. This, I didn't I would call, call this it. a theater piece. <laughs> I mean, um, n- oh God. Uh, Nitzberg proposed a solution when a major TV network asked him to write a film about Jackson, but it pulled out after Nitzberg and the network couldn't agree on how to cover the allegations of child abuse against the singer. I said, how about this? Everything MJ has been uh, accused of has actually been caused by his glove, which is an actually an alien from outer space and feeds on virgin boy blood. Wait. They laughed and said, can we do a normal version? <sighs> I love how this podcast I, just turned real dark. Because I didn't, real I hadn't read that. Wow. And it's being made and Johnny Depp is producing it after this is like the log line. <sighs> Guys, if we didn't think 2020 was the end of days already. Man, and we thought Julie Taymor had crazy ideas. This is... This... <sighs> ooh. 
if Man. this if this somehow gets to Broadway, it's you have not to, getting if, hey, Matt Palmer. If it does, you have to burn it down. You this, have to disassociate completely. There, it, I am one hundred and twenty-five million percent positive. You say that nothing like this will ever make it to broad. Are you? Are you? Girl, I mean, me? I've seen war. I've seen bad ideas on Broadway before. This is the worst idea that's ever existed. <laughs> I agree no, with you, is, but I'm just saying. So, do you say if this goes to Broadway, you have there's, you have to disavow? Are you done? Are you just like are you closing? Shop? Done with Broadway. <laughs> done with Broadway. If you've got to draw, I feel like you got to draw a line in the sand. Since, since I'm five million percent positive this is not going to Broadway, absolutely yes, okay, I will shake like, on that. Sure. Why? Why? I don't understand. So Nitzberg at this point began working with Depp's production company on a biopic of the 1960s one-hit wonder Tiny Tim. Also, For the Love of the Glove opens the 25th of January at the Carl Sagan and Andrewian Theater in Los Angeles. So this is really happening. At this point, I don't even understand what we're talking about anymore. Like, I, like you're just saying words to I, me, and I'm just like, sure. I won't uh-huh. be seeing it. I won't want to hear about it. I will be busy at that time going to see the Britney pop-up shop in LA, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. And this is... Of the devil. Like, this is just, imagine worse people coming together and making light of a horrible situation. Yeah, uh, you stop. I've disconnected. I stop can't. Of it. Go on to the next news. <laughs> All right, and happier news, but a little sad for some people. Okay. The Pussycat Dolls. Oh. Uh, America's second favorite mid-aughts pop group. Who was the- Danity Kane. <laughs> okay. Danity fucking Kane. More people knew Pussycat Dolls. Danity Kane Danity was Danity better. Kane. Anyways, more of them sung in Danity Kane. Okay, that's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> they have announced their comeback and 2020 reunion tour. They're going on tour in the UK April 2020. I wonder if they're going to come to the US. It doesn't seem like that so far, but I would love to see them in a small theater for $35. Um, <laughs> I will say oh, when they- I would yeah, I would come on. I'd see them in a big theater. I think they can book a big Yeah, theater. I think they could. They can. How big are we talking? Like Staples Center. That, I mean, that's really big. Like, I, uh, there, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There are more bigger-ish theaters that there are at the Staples Center. What would you call a big theater? I don't know, girl. <laughs> I don't see concerts. <laughs> I think a, they should start with small and then ramp up if people seem to want. All right. Let's not get crazy. So this was all exciting. I heard that this was happening. I was on the edge of my seat because you know how I feel about their albums, especially their second album, Doll Domination, which I think has excellent songs featuring I Hate This Part and um, When I Grow Up, excellent. Um, They're coming together. I'm very excited about it. But in sad news, the black member of the group, Melody Thornton, was not invited, I assume, to rejoin the group or she turned it down. I imagine she wasn't invited. But uh, she was famously the uh, singer who sang the off key belts at the end of Buttons. <laughs> if ever you've seen their AMA's performance live, which I just played for Matt Steele while we were on the way to a party uh, over the weekend. And I was like, listen to this girl and her runs. And he was truly almost pulled over. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. I. I I, you know, she was really going for it. She was. She was going for it. You and could, singing in that big arena is hard. So, yes, maybe it should no, be. No, she had in ear monitors. <laughs> yeah, so but she it's, could hear still, her it's still hard. Yeah, if you can hear yourself, it's not that hard. It, uh, you're just giving her. It's hard. You're just trying to I, give her. I, when I was on tour with Duck for President with Theater Works USA, <laughs> brag. We had. <laughs> but girl, this, this is not a brag, okay? Um, we had like the monitors pointing towards us, and we would have to do a sound check to make sure we could hear ourselves every time. And still, it was kind of hard. Like but once, you're your, your, your adrenaline's pumping, you're, and like you're. Uh, you're talking about stage monitors. She has them in her ear, so when she is singing, her voice is going into her ear. She could hear herself, and that is the sound she chose to make. I'm just saying, <laughs> not all of we all have off days. 
And she's I just, feel for her. She's a person who has clearly a fan of Christina Aguilera and just has not done the work and the time to get her actual technique down. Because, like, she's doing runs that if they were in key would be good, impressive. But when they're not, I mean, truly, I don't want her to get better. I think she sounds great. <laughs> I like the <laughs> sound. Like, the entire making. time he was like, I love it. I it's love it. It's so, so funny. I just can't imagine. How is it really the Pussycat Dolls without Melody? Belting off key at the end, you know, like that's a part of the experience. I would pay $40 for that. (laughs) (laughs) So they are getting back together for a tour and uh, they're releasing new music at the end of that medley. They just performed on X Factor. There was a new song called React that uh, they began to perform as they did like a flash dance water on the The water on the thing. Yeah. Yes. How did you? Oh, so I I instructed Matt Steele for this podcast to watch the X Factor performance. How did you feel about it? He was just like, I was in my room and I just hear Matt Steele and I was like, what? And he's like, listen to the uh, watch the Pussycat Dolls X Factor. Yes. Reunion show. Yeah. And I was like, why? And he was like, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, that's a very Matt Palmer way of asking me to do that something. That is, yes. So I did and I watched it. I think they did a good job. Yeah, I think so too. I think, I think it was they nice. Really did. I did. I mean, Buttons holds up when I grow up, holds up. Don't it Shut does. is it does. great. And I, that, that new song sounds I know. Good. I was excited about the new yeah. song. I uh, do feel, I mean, whenever I hear Don't You Know, I'm just, I do wish it was like me by Girlicious. Oh, I mean, what a classic. I truly think is a better song. Oh, what a brilliant, so, brilliant song. So great. But it's, I mean, but the Pussycat Dolls started it all as far as like slutty aughts pop groups go. Would you pay $50 no. just to see um, Pussycat Dolls and Girlicious uh, combined concert? Mm-hmm. Was Melody in Pussycat Dolls in this show? That's $70. $70? If you gave me Pussycat Dolls, Girlicious, and Danity Kane, I would give you. That will never happen. Imagine all those fights. I would love it. That, like each concert, like one of the groups would be missing <laughs> because they'd be like, someone's was not performing. I'd right. pay $60 for that. I would pay $40 for Girlicious and um, Pussycat Dolls. Okay, this is, I love this conversation. <laughs> um, uh, I paid a lot more for that Spice Girls. I mean, Spice know. Girls, no, you know, you know, I talk shit about them a lot, but they were a worldwide pop phenomenon I mean, oof, for those two years. They sure were. Oh my <laughs> and God. I don't think any that of that concert was worth that. I mean, money. it looked oh amazing. God. The staging alone. Oh my God. It looked and a lot I, better. And I was right fucking there. I was right close to the it stage. It looked a lot better than the reunion show they did. It was much better. There was a lot more dancing because Victoria wasn't there. <laughs> I guarantee you that 07 tour, which I enjoyed the 07 tour, uh, 07, 08, whenever mm. it was. Um, I enjoyed that tour, but like looking at this concert, their most recent concert, I was like, oh, there's a lot more dancing in this one. I bet like Victoria was in the first con- reunion tour was probably just like, I don't want to dance that much. So you all have to go down to my level. So why? If I mean, was she a good dancer at the time, like in 97? Because if she couldn't sing and she couldn't dance, like what was she there to do? To be amazing. Okay. That, well, yeah. Like that's all she needs to stand there and point. Her dancing was pointing. I just feel like, you know, Jerry couldn't sing or dance either, but she had an X factor about her. Victoria did not. But Victoria had just the moments she was just the style she was the attitude she uh her points i'm telling you (laughs) you, there's uh i found a a video on twitter of every time victoria points in a spice girls music video and it's so long (laughs) because all she does is point and point there is one shot of stop where she sings her solo in the verse she points seven times while singing one line it's like point double point 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 and stop watch the music video you'll see her point point, solo and stop yes she does darling wow iconic didn't know (laughs) 
<laughs> but back to Pussycat Dolls. I also want to point out Nicole Scherzinger was singing live. She was. Yeah. Yeah, she was. And she. she no, Nicole. The good. thing is, Nicole Scherzinger is one of those people that I'm like, how are you not a bigger celebrity? She's stunningly beautiful. She can sing her face off. She can dance her face off. Has been able to do so since Eden's Crush was around when she won the WB Pop Stars and was in the first pop group Eden's Crush. Yeah, we're going song. back. We're going before I was born, guys. That's not before you're born. <laughs> but it was uh, when Nicole Scherzinger came into public consciousness, and I feel like get over yourself goodbye is an underrated bop and I just feel like she's been doing this forever and I mean it's not like her career is bad like she's been in Cats or whatever and is on X Factor <laughs> she's been in Cats judge. or whatever uh, so she's doing okay but like I, it's surprising that she never had like a solo breakout moment especially because the Pussycat Dolls were legitimately like radio pop stars for mm. a while it's she like, she had a really good song called Run that came out oh I love that yeah Run, was really, yeah Run was really really great yeah, she had a couple like, of minor hits so it was right there with 50 Cent uh, Don't Hold Your Breath which is a big hit in the UK but not here even though it was great and Carrie Hilson co-wrote it um, I don't know I just yeah. feel like she deserved more so I'm excited she gets the second act and I mean she was gonna like start like a sort of a musical theater career but then she didn't transfer to the Broadway revival of Cats right. like she promised Andrew Lloyd Webber and so Andrew Lloyd Webber was like what was we're she done. doing instead oh doing the X Factor gig I, I don't remember it might have been that yeah uh, speaking of um, talent shows, uh, apparently America's Got Talent is having drama this week, which is news to me because we, I didn't even realize Gabrielle Union was on America's Got Talent. Uh, yes. But apparently uh, Gabrielle Union and Julian Huff were ousted as judges after they complained about the toxic culture. Um, Jay Leno, I guess, was a guest judge on the show. And according to several witnesses, Leno made a racist joke about a uh, painting of Simon Cowell. The painting featured Simon and his dogs. And Leno said the painting looked like something on the menu of a Korean restaurant. Union Huff and several other staffers were present for the joke and found it offensive. Variety also reports that Gabrielle and Julian were both given excessive notes on their physical appearance, which impacted her morale and led to tensions, particularly for Huff. Gabrielle was reportedly told uh, that her hairstyles were too black for viewers. Ooh. There was also issues with, um, I think there was a like a 12-year-old black rapper who she wanted to go on and wanted to give good um, responses to, and the producers were like, we need someone that middle America can get behind. You can't Ooh. save him. Like he has to be uh, ousted from the show, and when he did get like an xed out or whatever on in the live recording, he like broke down in tears, crying. Aww. And Gabrielle Union was so upset she had to take out like a five minute break. Then Simon Cowell pulled her aside and was like, "You can't be taking breaks like that," and like admonished her for you know having an emotional reaction to this child crying on stage in front of like an audience of hundreds. So it just seems like she was put in a really terrible position. A lot of celebrities are coming to her defense and saying that it was wrong for her to be fired. But God, I didn't realize. I didn't realize America's Got Talent was so crazy. These shows are fucking disgusting. I like, I know they, that like, they are, but it's not surprising to me. What I imagine America's Got Talent for some reason being a show for old people, and so I imagined like that it would be not as cutthroat because it's just supposed to be a feel good. Like this is where you find your um, no any feel face. Um, Susan Boyle. Yes. Oh, that was like when the show like just started. Mm. Like, so it it was not as much of a machine as it is now. Any show that's feel good. I'm sure is a disaster, like behind the scenes, guys. Like it's so FYI, sad. Yeah. It's it's those shows just really kind of gross me out. And like none of this is really surprising. Yeah. Um and good for Gabrielle Union and Julianne Huff for like I sort know. of being open and honest about all this and being like, hey, this is all bullshit. Like, yeah. like these are two women who work very, very, very yes. hard. Yeah. I mean, Gabrielle Union's been around for she will she's been around long before us. She will be around long and after us because, be because like, Lord knows she's not aging. No, so she's she look- will be it'll be a hundred years from now and she'll be the same age and if we'll they, all be dead. If they wanted to do a bring it on three right now with her in high school and 
they could do it. Yes. It's like, how is she doing? I guess her good heart and good spirit I, that's <laughs> just a, that's makes a, her skin and uh, body perfect. That, and that's a better explanation than what she's giving us because she's like, well, I just drink a lot of water. Uh, I'm just like, girl, I drink water too, okay? And and you look younger than me. One time I saw Sierra on Watch What Happens Live and Andy Cohen was like, oh, how do you stay in shape and look so amazing? She's like, you know, I really don't know. I eat fried food all the time and I never work out. And Andy's like, don't say that. <laughs> like, the, your, the audience will not like that. <laughs> so I feel like that is a note to give beautiful um, aging people who aren't aging. So anyways, Gabrielle Union's a queen and I'm sorry that her work environment was so negative, but I love that she's getting so much support from, you know, celebrities and people in the media saying, oh, this is wrong. You're doing the right thing. Yeah. Because she was like, I was at my lowest point and to have all of you behind me makes me feel so wonderful. I don't know. I wonder what, like, if Simon Cowell's ever going to address this. Like, is mm-hmm. he going to like do a sit down interview? Are oh, we going to hear his point I like Simon too. And I he's, mean, I'm sure. I <laughs> he's one of those people that like, I like him in theory, like as a personality, but it's like, I'm sure like, if you worked with him, it's a challenge. Yes. I'm sure he's an For, absolute monster. I guess a right reason, like he gets stuff done, I but mean, you know, but and I don't know. Yeah, it's and Gabrielle Union was also in the the Twitter sphere news because her husband posted a Thanksgiving photo I of did their see family that. and uh, their son. I guess you know was wearing a crop top shirt yeah. and like had uh, fake acrylic uh, long fingernails right. and everything. Uh, and people were comment had negative comments about right. that. And so then, uh, of course, the onslaught of people with positive comments about it came to their defense right. and everything. But so. yeah, I think it's so great that their family is so accepting of you know their child's gender expression and all of that. And I feel like Dwayne Wade. Being being an NBA star. I, th- I think NBA. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. He seemed very tall. So yes, like, you're going to say yeah, NBA. Sure. NBA. Um, I feel like it's really great and important for him to be speaking out, you know, from, a, you know, such a, a sport that has a lot of masculine energy, of course, and like maybe some negative views of gay people. I don't think there's an out gay NBA star at the point at this I moment. So the fact that a very famous NBA player is supporting his, you know, child's gender expression is beautiful and wonderful. And so I hope everyone can learn from Dwayne and Gabrielle. And we all want good families like theirs one day. So everyone keep your fingers crossed. That yeah. We all end up happy and accepting. Oh, good for him. <laughs> I know. Good She's for him. so pretty. I know. <laughs> He's just like, man, he just I like, am lucky. Uh, yeah. He, he knows how lucky he is. Yeah. Um, I think one of your faves is canceled. What happened? Wait, what? Vanessa Hudgens would love to work with Woody Allen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You've been defending this girl. Okay. And her high school musical performances in quotes for years. Okay. 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 She's excellent in high school musical. She's excellent in all the lives. That shows. is true. She is objectively she always is. the best one. She's fine in high school musical. She is iconic in High School Musical. Well, everything about High School Musical is iconic and perfect. So she could have um, worked on the vocal. The vocals have come up a long time from a lot. As with anyone, but she was. What? My vocals are better now than they were when I was eighteen. It's been a, a year of progress. I mean, I, mine are a little better, but I pretty much sounded like I sound now. I just like you know have gotten even better. Look, <laughs> look, yes, look, yes. I saw that. Scrolled past it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me stop you and read some quotes. Vicky Cristina Barcelona is one of my favorite movies. It is a great movie. The Sneaker Night singer said, I don't know him. I've never met him. I only know what I've heard. And the fact is, I love his films and I love the romantic words that are created within them. Romantic worlds, I think. Uh, that are cre- Thus, Hudgens joins an alarming, alarmingly existent list of actors unfazed by allegations of child sexual abuse that have followed Alan for decades. One that includes Vicky Cristina Barcelona co-stars Javier Bardem and Scarlett Johansson. Does she want to be like Scarlett Johansson? Oh, I love Javier Bardem. Too. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Did did she um just did she not say anything about it or like was that just not put in the article? Maybe she maybe <laughs> maybe she was like, oh, I love these movies. I love the romantic words. Blah 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 blah. But, uh, but, but you know, I have pause. I, I have doubts. To you, quote to quote um John Patrick Shanley, I have doubts. If she said I have doubts or I have qualms about this and it wasn't included in the article, she would have come out and said that by now. Okay, that that's <laughs> fair point. Fair point. I um I am just going to uh, pretend like none of this happened. <laughs> You're really just gonna dig your head in the sand then and just continue. I just thought you should know. Look, I just admire Vanessa Hutchins a lot on Grease Live. Her dad died literally the day of Look, it. Look, we Ed all Kapoor. know this. I'm not saying everything <laughs> she's done up until now we're throwing away. I'm just saying, it's her. My opinion of her has been colored about these content. Okay, but she can redeem herself. Can she? Yes, she can. Yes, she's not going to work with Woody <laughs> Allen. Lauren is, Woody but that's Allen's the thing. Maybe this was just movie distributed maybe in America. That's the ever. thing. She's just pushing it and putting it out there so Woody knows he can reach out and she'll do it. And even if it's only released in like Spain, she'll be in it. And she won't give the money back like Timothy Chalamet did. Oh, Vanessa, <laughs> fix gonna, this. So I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open. Fix this, Vanessa, Vanessa please. This ain't cute. Um, I didn't watch this full interview, but the clip I saw was hilarious. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you see Dakota Johnson on Ellen DeGeneres? Who, by the way, until I watched the clip, I was like, oh my God, Dakota Fanning's beefing with Ellen? <laughs> but no, Dakota Johnson of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and I assume other things. Suspiria. Never saw. It's uh, okay. Uh, she was on Ellen and Ellen did her thing, which she does a lot, where she kind of like gives the guest shit for not... Inviting her to things or whatever. And so uh, Dakota mentioned that it was her birthday recently. And Ellen was like, well, oh, weird. I wasn't invited. And everyone kind of, kind of giggled. And then Dakota was like, actually, you were invited. Because last time I was here, you did this exact same thing. And so I made sure to invite you. And you didn't come. Why didn't you come? I can't. And it was just like, Ooh. <laughs> It was very tense. I didn't watch the full interview. But I did know. I read an article that said later on, um, Dakota Fanning went on to say Tig Notaro was her favorite comedian. And then Ellen said that Jennifer Aniston was her favorite actress. And so it's just like. We're all being tense and not saying that Dakota we like Johnson. each other. You said Dakota oh, Fanning. Whoever. <laughs> I was like, wait, Dakota Fanning did have something to say about this? No, Dakota Johnson, excuse me. Uh, so they were all just, they were giving like very slighted digs at each other for the rest of the interview. And wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's hysterical. I mean, it goes, I mean, I'm team Dakota, you know, I, this is the most I've liked her, the most expressive she's seemed on film to me. And I've seen her in several things. She's very good in Suspiria. <laughs> she's not great in Fifty Shades. Well, Fifty Shades just is not good. You would have a hard time through Suspiria. What's it about? It's uh, about an evil dance company and they're all witches and it, it just kind of goes a little cuckoo and I feel like it might be a little much for you. I liked Black Swan as far as evil dancers This go. is crazier than Black Swan. Okay. Yeah, I would say. Is so, it like Goofy? Goofy, no. Okay. Like, goofy, there's nothing funny about it. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's nothing funny. Seriously. There's nothing funny about I, witch dancing. You're right. Okay? I don't know why I thought maybe it could be Goofy. How dare you think this is camp? <laughs> so did you, are you Team Dakota or are you Team Ellen? I'm team uh, uh, everyone fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny that like Ellen has gone from the queen of nice to like, like this would have never happened on Kelly Clarkson's show. Oh, you know no, no, I mean? no, no, no. Yeah. And this is kind of what Taylor has said about not. She never specifically called out Ellen because she wants to keep that friendship alive, I'm sure. But she's like, I was just so sick of going on people's talk shows and them showing slideshows of guys I've dated and guys I hadn't. Yeah. Like, that interview very was Ellen. very awkward. It was awkward. Yeah. It was awkward. So, Which is interesting because I feel like guests are 
warned beforehand, yes. like, hey, we're going to be talking about this thing. Right. Like, I feel like it's very rare that they're really like surprised with something. Right. I feel like, so, from what I understand, Watch What Happens Live is the only show that doesn't really prep their guests. Like, the, like, but everyone else does. And it's like, I would imagine Ellen being like yeah, a daytime show absolutely would. Yeah, a network television show preps their guests. 100%. Um, okay, I have one sad news to report. Um, I don't know if you've heard of an actor slash model named Godfrey Gao. Mm-hmm. He is a very handsome or was a very handsome model who is from Taiwan. And uh, I followed him for thirst reasons on Instagram. Wow, I didn't and, know that. I mean, we're going to be honest. Uh, but he also seemed like a very sweet guy and like, you know, loved puppies and was wonderful. And he was on the set of a reality show that was something like a celebrity Almost like um, Ninja Warrior, or it was like of like celebrities competing in athletic events, and like mm-hmm. it was really all of the celebrities, all the people that were involved, got pushed to their limits in ways that were inhumane. It sounds like because he died on Friday, and um, he was he suffered a heart attack while in China on the set of Chase Me, a competitive sports reality show. CPR was applied at the scene, and he was transported to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. Godfrey Gao was the first Asian model to be signed to Louis Vuitton and perhaps known for the mortal instrument City of Bones. And it's like this person is famously very in shape, is famously yeah. very fit. So how what were the conditions on this reality show that this could even happen? And like, apparently it took them a long time between the time that he, fin- cause it was in the middle of like some sort of obstacle course so that he like, you know, passed out or whatever mm. and like started having a heart attack. And it took a long time for the people like to get to him to administer CPR. And it's like, could this all have been avoided? Like this person's 35 years old, you know, prime of his life, big model, big actor. And like, obviously very physically in shape. Like how crazy must this show have been? I mean, he might have had something wrong behind the scenes like, like a heart problem that just you wouldn't even think that yeah and maybe have. he didn't know about because I feel like if he knew about that you wouldn't go on the show yeah but it's oh like, absolutely yeah it's like you gotta I don't know I feel like the show needs the standards and practices I don't know how that works in China but people need to look into what this show is doing to its contestants because this feels very wrong it just feels like it could have been avoided in so many ways and it's so sad and devastating and I don't know. I just I just felt horrible about it. So I guess there's nothing to really be said about it, except it's very sad. And he'll yeah. be very missed by his legions of fans. And oh, it's just horrible. It's a it's a weird world out there. I just don't I just I don't know how shows get on the air like that without there being checks and balances of like how this is all run and how this has happened. And yeah, I, does this I do you think that happens in America, like on like Amazing Race esque shows or like, OK, we know that like. There are medics on site and like seconds away if anything mm-hmm. happens. I don't know. Are there rules and regulations in place? I'm sure there have to be some sort of rules and regulations in terms of uh, uh, having medics and stuff like that on shows that are physical like that. Right. Um, but I mean, China. I know. It's a whole different world. Like, I just think, honestly, they should fucking cancel the show. And like, because this is clearly not safe for people to do. I mean, after um, this. Yeah. yeah this like, why would like, you not? Um, why, how could you not cancel the show? So yeah. I guess we'll see. Um, lastly... Everyone's um, favorite Canadian Degrassi alum, Drake, mm-hmm. has been labeled as creepy after Billie Eilish reveals that they text each other. This also comes after Millie Bobby Brown said she and That Drake. was the weirdest thing. That I can't believe scary. people didn't make a bigger deal out and of it. And I feel like now is the time to discuss because Billie Eilish is 17. Millie Bobby Brown was like 14. Yeah, and like it's a like, child. I have nothing to say to a child. No. <laughs> I have nothing to say. No, except like, have fun at school. Yes. Stay there. Stay in school. Study up. Join clubs. Yes. Look both ways before you cross the street. Like, bitch, what are you texting Billie Eilish about? Like, I get that you're both celebrities and, like, Hollywood's a weird place, but there are a lot of adults that are in Hollywood that you could be interacting with. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
I don't know. The I think that this has happened again. Yes. And the fact that he let it happen again. Yes. Like yes. it's just, if I was caught texting a 14 year old, like I miss you, and people thought I was weird, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm texting no one Wait, ever again. Did he pe- text I miss you to Millie Bobby Brown? Yes, that was the thing. Like uh, Millie Bobby Brown said, oh, Drake texted me text me like uh, things like i miss you i know that like that he's been criticized for texting millie bobby brown quote unquote about boys and it's like uh, oh i didn't know about that oh creepo and it's like i you know drake is generally an affable and sweet seeming guy but like i do think this kind of thing needs to be called out especially after the michael jackson of it all where we all turned a blind eye to all the little boys that were around him and it's just like this is fucking weird. And like, I feel like if this, if he's like, I, if nothing inappropriate has gone on, but he sees these reports and is like, okay, let me stop interacting with minors. That's yeah. a great end of the story. Yeah. Like even if this is like completely innocent, it's like, dude, use your brain. Right. And like be friends with her in a couple months when she turns 18. Right. I don't know. Like, or even like, you'll see these people at events, say hello, talk to them then, and then let them live their child lives. Yeah. Like I'm sure you have other great friends yes. that you can hang out with that are of age, that are of age that I'm sure you have more in common with. Like, Oh, right. What does Drake have in common with Billie Eilish? Nothing. Oh my gosh, Billie Eilish. I was watching an interview with her the other day, and I was just like, "Man, the kids are weird these days." <laughs> <laughs> she was going on and on about how she loved the taste of blood because she has an iron deficiency or something. No, nope, we're done. Like, ah, you know what? <laughs> thank you, thank you for the music. I appreciate some of your songs, and like, you have quite a vibe to you, ma'am. But I'm gonna leave you over there. <laughs> yeah. Like, good luck with everything. Hope right. You get a Grammy. I know. Um, Want know. that for her? We love bad guy, but. Like, do I need to watch any more of your interviews? I don't no, think so. no, we're good. Don't think so. Thank you. Um, so is there any other news that I may have missed? I don't uh, recall a thing. Okay. All well. I recall is just eating and eating and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll be back soon with more to Game Mats Podcast. We're back. What a break. It was such a break. Sorry that break took longer than usual. I had a little bit of chocolate on my arm, <laughs> and which is weird because like I haven't eaten chocolate today. Yeah, it's a low low place you're in. I know. <laughs> so I, I don't know what's happening with my body or my life, uh, but you know what? I wiped it off. That's great. And that's that. It's a great update. Yeah. I want that for you to not be covered in chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I would kind of love it. But. Okay, well, I hope you at least would know where the chocolate had come from. Yeah, I, w- I would love to know that. You know? Too. Yeah, because our kitchen's clean. Don't yes. get it twisted, guys. All right. Yeah. All right. I just want the people to know. You're, that, like, you're screaming. <laughs> I just want the people to know that, like, we have Clorox wipes and hey. we wipe it down. Yes. What's going on with the emails? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so welcome to the email my heart section of the Two Game Ads podcast. This is where we answer some fun questions that you guys might have asked us. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at twogamats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. The first email comes from Charlie. Charlie says, hey y'all, I've been subscribed for three years. My first video was your reaction to Kelly Clarkson's It's Quiet Uptown on the Hamilton mixtape. My question is, if you could write a biopic musical about any celebrity artist, who would it be and why? Love y'all. Mm. Who would you do? Like if you were a writing man, like a, a, a movie writing man. Um, Biopic musical. I mean... A Mariah one would be very interesting. I honestly would want to wait until her um, 
memoirs come out next year mm-hmm. uh, and really get the details, like the you know nitty gritty of like the Derek Jeters and the Tommy Matolas and like what it was like getting to become you know the Mariah Carey we all know and love today. That'd be a good one. Um, I think Beyonce's would be good, but it might have a Michael Jackson problem of being too long. <laughs> like it's just like there's so many stages in her life and career going, but like I mean maybe you could fit it in going from Destiny's Child breaking up the group, new group members going solo firing her dad like it, there's a lot to happen there sure um, I don't I feel like she's too young for a biopic yeah I maybe. feel like she hasn't lived her full life like there are more there's more ahead all right who would you do uh, I mean I'm obviously like developing a Carol one in my head <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, which is incredible I don't know whether to go with like if it should be like the oh uh, what was it I'm not here which I think was like a Bob Dylan biopic okay where it was a bunch it was several actors playing Bob Dylan in all different stages of his life mm. like Kate Blanchett um it was Bob Dylan and oh, like yeah, Terrence Howard and like was that good? I never saw that. Uh, I've actually never seen. Okay, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Kate Blanchett got nominated for an Oscar for it. It's like I guess she was good. Love it. Um, so I'm like, ooh, maybe like that could be the Carol Channing biopic, like mm. something like that. I think it was Bob Dylan. Don't call me on it. Um, but. Uh, uh, obviously, like I would be Carol at one stage in her life. Okay. Um, I'm always like, should I play Carol or should Catherine O'Hara play Carol Channing? Mm. I think that would just be such brilliant casting. I love. I that. know Johnny Depp wants to play Carol, but like after this, no, he can't produce anything. No, 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 no he can't I, be involved. <laughs> I, no Johnny um, Depp for me. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's obviously what I act out in the shower, right? On in the mornings when I don't have to be at work until four. Hey. So I, I love have time it. to think about this in my head and. and one day, maybe I'll start writing something. Okay. <laughs> I think a Janet Jackson one could be good, too. Like, she's lived a life. I feel like just even on the sidelines of Michael, it's like, I don't know. I feel like all this stuff happening to Michael affected Janet in certain ways. And, of course, her own life with Renee Elizondo, that guy who was, like, her creative director and her former husband. Getting getting rid of him and still having a career after that was big. The Super Bowl incident, of course. Break, uh, breaking up with her father as her manager. So there's, there's a story to be told there. So. All right. Something to think about. Let's go. You could be a movie writer, Matt yeah, Done. I can I, do it all. As someone who's done it, yeah. you could totally do it. I know. Yeah. And I'll read it and be like, I have notes. And oh, then you go oh. back to the drawing board. I'll and be like, I don't like your notes. Oh. Sorry. Well, good luck. Thank you. It. Thank you. Um, so the next email is from Sasso. Uh, Sasso says, longtime viewer listener, um, started Matt Palmer's reaction to the surprise release of the Beyonce Soul mm. title album will forever be iconic. And the first video he saw. Wow. And so Sasso. So I think this is more of a Matt Palmer question. Okay. Uh, as for questions or thoughts, I just wanted to ask if you have gotten into more alternative artists like mm. Rosalia Grimes or even Azalea Banks, for example. Sometimes I can't believe the words that come out of Banks' mouth, but I can't stop myself from bopping to some songs in her discography. Mm. Um, well, I have an ex who was into Grimes and so he would send me some of her songs every once in a while. And uh, I can't remember the song title, but it was off of that album with the weird cover. Let me see. I just had it up. Art Angels. And um, it might have been uh, California was the song. I just listened to a clip of it and I do like that. And I also like Grimes because she's a, she's a lamb. She like very publicly talks about how much she loves Mariah Carey. So I'm like, hey, I love you too. Um, so I have positive <laughs> feelings about Mariah. Like, yeah, I love you too. I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate her. She also has a song on that album that's a collaboration with Janelle Monet, who, you know, of course we love. So, yeah, I, I like and respect her. I haven't heard Rosalia's music, but I've heard of her off on other podcasts. And so I, I am a little curious, a little interested. Azalea Banks, to me, I thought 212 was great. I thought her first song was really, really good and really catchy and up-tempo and exciting and like a new sound. Um, 
But everything else, honestly, that I've heard from her, I found to be a little underwhelming. Like, it's kind of just noise, (laughs) in my humble opinion. And so when she gets canceled every other week, I it's kind of like no, uh, you know, no skin off my back because it's like I don't care for her anyways. Like, I just I think her music is fine and has a demographic. I just don't think the demographic is me. Well, uh, she would disrespectfully disagree with you. (laughs) I'm sure Uh, she would. She would say that her albums deserve Grammys for albums. Yeah, she's better than Beyonce and Lizzo and everyone. And so what's it feel like to be so wrong? I don't know. It's hard. That's true. I should trust a woman who, you know, sacrifices chickens in her own closet or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Over my own opinions, which is something <laughs> she does do. <laughs> She's just, yeah, like I, I, it's really, I never feel any sort of way about her music. And the fact that she's such a horrible person makes me feel like, oh, I don't need to get into it either. So yeah, uh, that's, I, it's rough. Yeah, it's hard. I, I really don't know her music, but it's, it's rough. Yeah. Anytime I hear anything she says, I'm just like, yeah, I think I'll stick with just knowing two and two. <laughs> <All that aside. laughs> um, okay. So now it's the last part of the, the episode, the last part of the, the Thanksgiving moment. And we have to see Matt Steele. We know it did not give you moments this week, but what did? Give you moments. Oh, I was about oh. to be like, what didn't give me moments? Oh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, yes. so I saw two movies this week. Okay. First, you've already talked about, it was Knives Out. Yes. I'm just going to agree with everything Matt Palmer said. Yes. The most amazing thing about Knives Out, I have to say, besides the fact that it's insanely fun and the fact yeah. that... Uh, comedy that is so silly but yet still so smart is finding success at yes. the box office yes. in, a, in major movie theaters is, is just remarkable this yes. day and age which is a sad thing to say um, the funniest thing about it though is the fact that like it was the cast mm. was just being shoved down our throats right. to a point that I felt like okay this is a little much and yeah. like this cast this cast we get it we love them and everything but right. like what's the movie about actually and everything the fact that they none of them are the leads and I this know. rando I is know. the lead this one, I, oh god what's her name Anna uh, they, they almost yes, I yes. that's her name okay and, and she's excellent but the fact that Amazing. she is legitimately the lead of the mm-hmm. movie the biggest role yes. the most lines the most screen time and you would never know from the trailer is kind of like kind of insulting, but like kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And she, but the thing is, you walk in expecting you know someone you recognize, and then she does such an amazing job. An amazing you don't job. even notice that like the, everyone else is more famous than her. Yeah. So because. I mean, the marketing strategy is very smart. Yeah. If it's, I'm sure she did not love it, but uh, <laughs> but hey, it got people into that That's theater, true. and it got people to see who she was. Yeah. So I'm sure she's like flying high right now. I know. The other movie I saw was because I was not having the biggest moment on Thanksgiving. Mm. I was like. I'm going to go to the movie theater and have a three hour and 26 minute moment by sitting through the Irishman. I don't even know if that counts as a moment. That's like a lifetime. That's a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, I knew I wanted to see it in theaters because I wanted to see it the way Marty would have wanted me to see it. You don't know him. I'm Marty. <laughs> I'm sure Marty appreciated me <laughs> seeing it in a theater. <laughs> um, and also I didn't want to just watch it on Netflix because I didn't want to like have to, I didn't want to be distracted by my phone. I didn't want to be distracted by a bathroom, which I was very nervous about because it was after Thanksgiving meal. And I was a little gassy okay. And so I, I was a little nervous that I, But you know It subsided In the middle of the movie um, So I, I didn't want to be distracted I wanted to sit through The whole thing And it's wonderful mm. Like truly wonderful mm. I am not a mob movie person In the slightest Like yeah. I like Goodfellas I can appreciate The Godfather and everything So the fact that I can appreciate this movie So much is really saying something A couple of things I appreciate That I just want to touch on Because there's a lot To appreciate about mm. this movie Um the fact that it's a completely different mom movie from anything Martin Scorsese has ever made. Um, it's 
all of his movies, like whether they're mom movies or not, it's a lot of like, we're doing coke, we're banging <laughs> chicks, we're killing people. And when you see a dead person, there's rock music playing and it's real loud. And it's very, very glamorized. This is so the opposite of that. It's just mm. completely it feels musicless in a sort of way. It's not flashy in any sort of way. It's it's and it really focuses on the end of a mobster's life and the sort of as opposed to the glamour of all of it, it focuses on sort of the isolation that comes at the end of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just I found it for a movie that's so not flashy and not glamorous. It's so watchable and it doesn't feel long. And I 100% give the credit to the editor, Thelma Schoonmaker, who is Martin Scorsese's like editor. Like, okay. And just the, the tiny ways... Um, that the movie is edited to really tell the story and every cut really gives you new pieces of information and really builds upon a scene so well in such an effortless and not noticeable way. Mm-hmm. It just really deserves a lot of credit. All right, great. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I just think it's a movie that you really can appreciate and that I think if you have three hours and 26 minutes Ooh. to spare, check it out. I'll be skipping it. But, but if you have any feelings about it, text or tweet at It's Mad Steel. He'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I have no feelings on this. I couldn't think of a movie that sounds less interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was also sort of me because I'm not into mom movies at all, but I still appreciated it. That's what else I appreciate. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Um, so this week, <laughs> uh, I don't hate Thanksgiving because there are things I love about it. And I must say what's been giving me most moments is a... Stuffing's just the best thing in the whole fucking Oh my god. Stuffing, like stuffing I, I call cover. it dressing where I yes. come from. It's the most wonderful thing in the entire world. I made my mom's recipe and it didn't turn out exactly how I wanted, but it still was very good. But honestly, every version oh, of your it. Your mom's recipe is great. It's very Shout good. out to Mrs. Paul. I know. She makes a great <laughs> version. And I need to honestly get the canned jellied cranberry sauce because I have not had any over this Thanksgiving yet. And it's just like... That's the only cranberry sauce I acknowledge. And I realize that some people love like, oh, it looks like a berry or like I made it from scratch. But it's like, give me a break. No, can, can I slice this? The, the canned cranberry sauce is sort of having a resurgence of respect. I, I hope so, because it's the culture, place. Yeah. It's the it's where I always go when I want to, you know, make cranberry a cranberry moment with my dressing stuffing moment. And that is I just think it's the only um, option for me personally. But I respect others opinions. But I'm, I have to I'm say you eating the, the dressing and cranberry. Cranberry mix is really intense. Why? It's the most intense thing I've ever seen. There's a specific way to do it, and you have to like. He sits at the Thanksgiving table, doesn't talk to anybody, and just like slices the cranberry, (laughs) puts it in his stuffing, and then just like meshes it. Well, you have to mix it up very fervently. Like it's like you don't do it like as you're like having conversation. No, I'm focused. You are focused on it, and we all like sit in silence and are just like, "What's he doing?" No one's sitting in (laughs) silence. You can do other things, but yes, this is what's happening. And like, I I wish you all the best in your journeys, but like, this is mine, and like, I'm on it. So if you want to get on, we can talk about it. But no, I this isn't a multitask moment moment for me so also my mom very kindly sent me uh fillings for potato pies there was a sweet potato pie that was made there was two the regular version and also a version with cinnamon in it and both were amazing it was a big hit at the thanksgiving i went to and um, i are just there leftovers because i've never had sweet potato pie no oh. <laughs> well yeah. maybe next year maybe next, next year next year uh, but they were both excellent and it's just like it makes me so excited for when i go home for christmas and this all happens again this that, like a lot of the food i can uh, i'm neither here nor there about but the sweet potato pie and the dressing are just the stars of the show like turkey schmirky never heard of her but these two 
A plus. Agree. Turkey is just like, why do we even do it? Why it's do we fine. put so it's much fine. effort into it? I just, I, I, I could talk about it forever. And I just, my qualms with Thanksgiving are just. You should get a journal and write about it. I really should. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. If you did, make sure to go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 2gaymats for more 2gaymats content. If you really like us, go to patreon.com slash 2gaymats for as little as $1 video. You get an extra bonus video from us every single week. Uh, we're going to be putting up a um, reaction to the Jagged Little Pill musical on our main channel soon so watch out for that and um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2 match for both of us and it's Matt Steele for Matt Steele and Matt Palmer Music for me is there anything else you'd like to tell the people uh, happy happy Christmas season yes guys. happy holidays <laughs> to yes, everyone happy holidays it's yes, December it's December we made it and we'll be back soon with another brand new 2 Game Mats podcast bye, bye.